How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to the Zoobcast. This is episode 40, and this is a very special episode because we are honored to be joined by an incredible guest from your Ottawa Senators, recently selected 87th overall uh, in the 2022 NHL draft, Tomasz Hamara, all the way from the Czech Republic. Tomasz, thank you so much uh, for coming on. How are you? Hey, thank you. Yeah, I'm great. I'm just at the national team camp in Czech. Awesome. How's the how's the camp going so far? Has it been fun? Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. It was nice to meet guys after a long time and practice together. It was really good so far. Excellent. Um, so to to start off, congratulations on signing your entry level contract with the Sens. That must have been super exciting. Um, can you talk us through um, you know signing the contract and and how it felt and uh, what you you know how you feel about the uh, the Sens moving forward? Thank you. Yeah, it was it was great. I mean, I came to the camp and uh, we had like really good week. We practiced a lot and it was nice to see the locker room. And yeah, after that, it was kind of unexpected. They just uh, after the camp, they took me to the offices and told me about the contract. And shortly before that, my agent called me. So it was like really quickly done, but it felt really nice. And I was really glad that it happened. Mm -hmm, for sure. And obviously, before signing your contract, you had, um, you know, just a couple of weeks prior, you were drafted and you had the draft in Montreal. Can you talk a bit about um, how, what it was like being at the draft and, and the experience of being drafted and being around maybe some friends that you knew um, and just how the overall experience was for you? Uh, yeah, it was great. It was like really nice experience. And it was really nice that my whole family was there with me. So it was really nice to, you know, kind of go through the moment with them. And it was really nice to hug them after the moment. It felt just really good to hear my name. And it was dream come true. It was like unforgettable feeling. I think the biggest thing that Sens fans latched on to after, after seeing you get picked was you said that Thomas Shabbat was your favorite player. So could you just walk us through kind of why he's... Uh, why you look up to him so much? Is it style of play? Do you just like to watch him as much? What is it specifically about Chabot? Yeah, uh, it started like many years ago when he was playing at the World Juniors. I don't know. I was just watching TV at home with my father and watching the game. And I don't know. He just stood out his skating and vision and, you know, skills. So since that, I was following him and like watching his games and, you know, like points and stuff like that. So since that I was following him and he like right away became my favorite player to watch and someone I wanted to learn from. And have you had a, have you had a chance to I know we saw that you FaceTimed with Thomas Shabbat at the draft, which was which must have been pretty cool. Have you had a chance to talk to him since then or maybe meet him when you were in Ottawa or was it just uh, just the FaceTime call so far? Uh, it was just a FaceTime. I didn't meet him there. Um, yeah, he wasn't there, I think. But it must be it must be exciting for you to have the chance maybe at, at training camp or, or down the road to get to know him and, and learn a lot from him for sure. 
Yeah, exactly. I can wait already to go to the camp and see how how he does stuff and learn as many things as possible from him and also from the other guys. Uh, have you gotten contact from uh, anyone else in the org, like any other players? Because we saw, I think there was a video that the Sens released where they, when they signed or they officially welcomed Dabrinkit to the organization. And I think we saw a glimpse of you uh, getting uh, getting a handshake with him. So maybe aside from that, anyone that you met or heard from aside from Shabbat? Uh, yeah, I met him, of course, in the locker room. I shake, uh, <laughs> I shake his hand. And then I also met Claude Giroux when he was there in the locker room. So, And Timmy also texted me on Instagram. So it was really nice. And they all seem like such a nice guys. Awesome. So uh, I know you said Shabbat is your favorite player to watch, but is there is it specifically him that you try to model your game after? Or is there any other guys that you kind of incorporate into your play style? Yeah, I mean, from him, I try to learn as many things as possible, but also, for example, Morgan Riley from Toronto. So those are the guys I try to learn the most. And yeah, I think my game could be similar to them. And I try to learn as many things and try to put it in my game as well. Mm -hmm, for sure. And obviously, um, you were at development camp the other week with all of the other Sens prospects and picks. Um, how was it? How was the camp? Was it good? And how was Blues Fest? Because I know you guys all went and, and saw some concerts there at Le Breton. So maybe walk us through your, your week at development camp. Yeah, it was really good. So we started practice. We went to ice on Monday. And we had also some off ice before that. So, yeah, it was all new. So Monday was a little bit difficult with that because it was, you know, new gear and everything was new. So the beginning was pretty hard, but it was really nice to meet all the guys and get to know them, become friends with them. And we had such a great time. And yeah, Blues Fest was also a really nice experience. <laughs> we weren't there for that long, but still, it was really nice. And I enjoyed it so much, like the whole week there. Which which bands did you see perform at Blues Fest? Do you remember? Oh, I don't remember. That. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, obviously, you attended Blues Fest. Do you know anything else um, about the city of Ottawa at all or any cool spots? Anything anybody tell you anything cool to do or is it all new to you? It's all new to me. I, I mean, I looked uh, some places that I really want to see next time I go there. But otherwise, it's all new for me. I've never been there and I haven't seen that many pictures. So yeah, I saw only the ice ring and hotel so far, but I really can't wait when I see more from the city as well. Perfect. So you said you're at national team camp right now for uh, for the upcoming World Juniors. And as we know, you split last year in the Finnish circuit, playing a little bit in the Liga, a little bit in the U20 circuit. So could you just walk us through your decision to, you know, transition over to the Finnish leagues uh, instead of possibly maybe staying in Czechia or choosing any other European leagues? Yeah, so I left already when I was pretty young. I don't know, at the moment, I just saw like there is better chance to develop in as a better player. And also I knew it would help me a lot as a person to, you know, learn how to take care of myself. And yeah, I think it was a good decision. I think Finnish league is really good. And also the junior leagues there are really, really good. They have all like a lot of speed and skills. So I'm really glad I did that. And like the league, I think is more competitive than for example in Czech. So there's like, you know, more tough games than right now, unfortunately, in Czech. So I think I did good decision and I'm pretty sure it helped me a lot to become, you know, like more, more mature in life as well. 
Totally agree. Uh, and do you, sorry, do you think uh, you're planning to go back and get a full season in the Liga next year? Uh, no, actually, it seems like I will stay in North America for next season. I will go to camp and we'll see what happens. Of course, I will try to fight for an HLAHL spot, but it seems like I will go to uh, Kitchener Rangers to the junior league. Awesome. That's the cool. plan right now. I mean, that means we'll, Adam and I will get some nice games to watch possibly because we like <laughs> yes. to go to a bunch of 67s games. So that'll be really right. nice to be able to see you in action live. Yeah, right. Have you ever been to Kitchener or, or have you ever you know, met anybody within the organization or are you kind of just going to go in and, and it's going to be all new and you're going to see what happens? No, I haven't been there yet. I just met GM in Montreal at the trap, but otherwise it's going to be all new when I go there. And, and before we get to our last couple of questions here, just a follow-up from, from Louis. Do you think that uh, playing with men, older guys in the Finnish league um, helped you a lot, uh, as in, you know, maturing yourself and, and maturing your game compared to people who just play junior against players their own age? Yeah, for sure. I think it's different to play against men than against, you know, uh, kids your own age. So I learned a lot of stuff i saw how some older guys and more experienced guys prepare themselves before the game and how they react during the season so yeah i think it gave me a lot and it's professional league in finland the highest league so uh it helped me also a lot in defending because they really like they really try to you know teach that to everyone and it's their like main point in the game to you know know the defending so I think that helped me a lot because I was struggling with that before. And I think it was really good experience and definitely something more than from juniors. And I will say, I mean, I fully agree because I've scouted a lot of your games and your defensive improvements looked very nice throughout the year. So I will say the decision worked out seemingly pretty well there. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Um, so we're going to end this with a couple of fun ones because there's been a lot of discourse on Twitter about um, some very strange questions that uh, scouts and general managers have asked prospects at draft interviews. Um, so we're wondering if you're allowed to say, uh, what were some of the weirdest questions, strangest questions that you were asked during your, your combine interviews with any team? Uh, yeah, the one was uh, the famous one. What kind of animal would I be? <laughs> that was really a tough one and made me wonder for a while. But other than that, I think they were all like similar and nothing, nothing weird. What was your what was your answer for which kind of animal that you would you would say that you're most like? Um, I said tiger. Okay, I know that's a lot a of guys said lion, but tiger came up to my mind kind of as the best option. Nice. Well, I guess we'll finish with our own weird interview question. It's it's not as weird as what animal you you think you play like the most, but. So there's a little bit of uh, conversation around whether the Sens should change their, change their goal song this year or allow players to have specific goal songs when they score. So what would be your ideal song for when you score a goal to have the arena play? I don't know. I actually like the idea that every player would have, you know, their song that would play after the goal. I think it would felt, I think it would feel pretty good, but I don't know. It's, of course, it's new, it's idea. So let's see how it how it's gonna end up. But I kind of like the idea that everyone would have their own song. Mm -hmm. It's a bit tough, a bit tough to put you on the spot to pick just one song. I'm sure you would need a lot of. Yeah, that would be really tough. I think I have no idea what I would pick. <laughs> Fair enough. 
Um, well, with that, uh, Tomas, thank you so much again um, for coming on and talking to us. I know it's probably a bit after 10 p.m. where you are right now, so we'll let you go, let you get some rest and, and get set for another day of camp. Uh, thank you again so much for coming on, and we can't wait to see what you do with the Sens down the line. Good luck at the national team. Thank you. Thank you. So that was Tomas Hamara, the 87th overall selection by your Ottawa Senators in this past draft. And we got, there was some stuff in there, Lewis. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He was, first of all, very nice of him to come on mm. in, in during World Junior Camp in a, in a different time zone. Yeah, um, at 10 p.m. for him during yeah. like one of the most important tryouts yeah. <laughs> of yeah. his life. Very, very nice over 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 uh, Instagram DM and and obviously in the interview. Very, very good kid. Um, so let's let's dissect this slightly. Uh, he went to Blues Fest and don't, doesn't remember the band that was there, which I I didn't like the lineup either. So that's fair. <laughs> we'll get that yep. out of the way. Um, doesn't know that much about Ottawa. Fair. Not a lot of people do. Um, Kitchener. That was cool. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I mean, when he said planning to play North America, I thought he was just going to say like probably Belleville or something. Yeah. But the fact that he's going to the O is actually super interesting because yeah. I mean, as well, everyone knows, we yeah, we're, we're big 67s fans. I don't know how many, cause it's the West. So I guess they'll only come here maybe like twice a year, but it's going to have to go watch those yeah. games. Oh yeah. And that'll, well, that'll be, and it'll, you touched on it a bit in the interview. You were like, it was good that he went to Finland and rounded out his defensive game. Yeah, now he's now he's in now he's in North America Junior, and how is that going to translate? What's he going to improve? Uh, it'll be interesting to see. Obviously, mm-hmm. Pierre and the boys are going to be front row seats. Like they'll they they're probably really liking this move because he's way closer now, um, yep. which is good. Um, I wonder if um, I can't remember exactly, but a lot of teams sometimes they sign later first rounder or, or later draft picks uh, earlier. Uh, because they might have bigger contracts in Europe and they try to get them over a Before. little earlier. Yeah. So I don't know exactly what his contract situation is with Tapara in the Liga, but I mean, that could have played a factor, but then again, it could just be that, that fi- they felt this was the best trajectory for his improvement to maybe, you know, totally. continue uh, on his path to becoming a good activating and, two-way And we, we shouldn't rule it out. He did say, I'll be it briefly and he kind of skimmed over it, but he did say, we'll see what happens at training camp, right? Like he said, he's going to go to training camp. I was about and... to do, well, just watch him make the team. <laughs> watch him make the team. Like, why not? Maybe we don't, maybe don't he's the top, top 4D. 4D. He is the <laughs> yeah. top 4D. Tomash Amara is the top 4D that we've all been, it's been staring at our face the whole time. Um, yeah. But yeah, we'll see how he does, presumably in Kitchener. Um, he met Giroux. That's cool. He met Debrinket yeah. and Giroux. He said, Timmy, he said, Timmy, texted him over the over uh instagram there that's that's cool it's nice people are reaching out yeah Shabbat too obviously see i bet that'll be fun for him at, at training camp a eh, when he when he meets him that'll be yeah. cool yeah um but it's also i found it so weird like he's like yeah i i i idolized him at the 2017 world juniors like that was like five years ago <laughs> we were the same like we were doing the same thing like we were like we, we were like, yeah Sens fans were like oh my god look at this shabbat guy like, he's crazy like this guy's gonna be nuts and he's like he's the same like he's like the same guy he's like oh i'm gonna follow him now it's pretty cool yeah. um bit of a full circle moments but it, i mean i can't yeah he's a great guy he seemed like a great great guy um very very nice and 
I, I'm cheering for him. I'm rooting for him. I, hmm. I really hope – I mean, I think he will, but I really hope he makes the Czechia World Junior team because, yeah. like, seeing him – I don't know exactly which other defensemen are, are there, but seeing him on a pair with Juracek hmm. would be so fun to watch nice. in August. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was that was the interview. That was Tomas Hamara, an exclusive, in-depth Zoobcast look at at our our new favorite prospect, maybe Tomas Hamara. Um, yeah. We'll have Hamara. to wait for his for his personalized goal song, but you know. Yeah, <laughs> it's a tough question. I, I don't know what I, what would your answer? Do you know what your answer would be to that? Um, like I don't really know. Like, don't say I, like I, something stupid. Don't say like the ones that are going around no 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 like i listen i do like gimme 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 but like that'd be more of like a sense team thing because that's their song like in the locker yeah. room and everything yeah. i i'm a huge fan of bohemian rhapsody so maybe something something like that uh i really like the score so maybe one of their songs but yeah yeah it's hard to get one down just like out of yeah. nowhere yeah i don't true. know do you, do you have one you don't no i mean i i don't <laughs> like i like jazz sure yeah there's not a lot of well, there's not. A, I mean, there's some. Just there's get some. The, just get like the, our podcast intro, just our outro, just the watermelon, watermelon man going. Man, yeah, just... I don't know. <laughs> the other teams be like, <laughs> yeah. what the hell? <laughs> they like, I, I don't know. I feel like it'd be hard to get hard to get fans into that, but it could be fun. It's a quirky little thing. I mean, hey, in in NHL 22, they have a whole jazz section for goal songs. So they're not you know, good. Just, just come through. <laughs> they're not good. Yeah, but no. but it's cool, right? Because in baseball, you have the walk up music. Everyone's got their own walk up. Yes, and that's, that's different. Cool. It's, yeah. But it's cool. But it's like you, you get to see like a bit of personality. People have fun with it. You go to take a slap shot. You just oh, that's the equivalent <laughs> in hockey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So maybe it'll happen. The, the, the personalized goal song, but I, I I would be I would be for in the general debate sphere I would be for changing the goal song. Oh, totally. Yeah. I don't I don't have nothing. There's nothing wrong with song two, but it's boring, man. Like it's boring. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's it's a little bland. It's overused, and it, we've had it for so long. I listen. It's not the end of the world if we keep it, but yeah. I would like it to be changed to like Mr. Brightside or Mr. Brightside would go so hard. It I really agree. Would. I I still would prefer Gimme Gimme Gimme, but. No, respectfully. I, I, I don't know. I know I'm going to get heat. I was not going to say it on the Zoomcast, but I know I'm going to get heat. Gimme, Gimme, Gimme is a bad song. It's not a good song. I End the recording. I, I know. This is disrespectful. I know, I'm in the I know it's the Sens thing, so it's funny, and that's great. It's not a, it's not a good you don't song. Like, but you don't like the song point. Yeah, I don't like the song. I don't get you. What, no what about, yeah like i like that it's like the sends have fun with it like great okay go on but like if it was just a song like that, that the sends no affiliation with the sends i'd be like i don't really like this song like i don't know i don't as i don't like that song i wouldn't listen to that song but i'm i'm weird so you know what are you gonna do teach their own you know teach their own and my own appears to be a very minority own but that's okay and um, crap, but you know and, okay we'll move on um moving on the the stents are a team still and they still exist um besides goal songs and fun cool prospects who come on the podcast uh and they have, they have players now they have players that are good we talked yeah. about last episode we talked about Debrinket, which was great they also got claude Giroux, which happened a while ago so it's not really news but in case you somehow didn't know that <laughs> we just claude didn't Giroux. touch on it last episode because we recorded right before free agency right yeah, which was in hindsight 
Fine. Uh, yeah, I mean, listen, we had to get some draft analysis in. We so. had to get some draft. It's been a while since we. Okay. Anyway, uh, Drew's on the team. He's great. So this is this has sparked a debate in Louis and I's mind. Mm-hmm. Um, who are the best players on the on the Sens, and how would you order them? We've we've listed uh, we've listed seven players here, and we're gonna attempt to order them from best, like like no like micros, not like best to worst, straight up. Yeah. Right here are the players. So it's Giroux, Shabbat, Debrinket, Norris, Stutzler, Kachuk, and Batherson. Mm-hmm. Would you? How would you rank those from best to worst? I have no idea. I did no prep. <laughs> so I like it's because I saw somebody tweeted this and it was like, "What was your order?" And I just thought this was an interesting exercise. And I feel like so this is what this is basically the projected top six plus Shabbat, right? Which we yeah. can all agree is the top seven best players on the team. I think it's pretty obvious, yeah. I mean, because we can't really count Zook, because that's an automatic win for him. It's an automatic win, yeah. He's, so, he was, he's a tier above. I think, honestly, I think Debrinket's number one. Um, Best player on the team, Debrinket. Yeah. I mean, do you have any... Like, no, oh, no, I don't, but it's weird to say it. Like, he got he wasn't on the team yeah. two weeks ago. Exactly. Cool. Yeah, sure. Go on, Debrinket. 40 okay. goals. You don't, no one else is doing that. We can also, like, go from the bottom, too, and fill out the list, like... Who is your bottom? I'd say Kachuk is my bottom. Yeah, I agree. I was about to say okay. Kachuk to you. Just, yeah. He's great. Love him. But, yes. you know, it's Kachuk. He falls. I think the best course of action would be to rank the forwards and insert Shabbat in there after. I, like, I, I'm not really 100% certain. Yeah. Because I'm trying to debate. Because second, I feel last. like I don't even I don't know because Giroux. I saw an interesting thing the other day about Giroux. He had like sixty something points in seventy something games with the Flyers, who were awful, like genuinely, genuinely terrible. <laughs> I don't mean I guess some of those points came with the Panthers too, but like he's putting he, up. Yeah, he was like you know I mean? maybe ten points under a point per game with the Flyers, and with the Panthers, he was like five points over a point per game. Right. So it's like when you're with when he is with people that can play hockey properly mm-hmm. he's gonna be point per game probably more fair to say yes exactly but like at least for this year yeah yeah so that's that's pretty good like that's that would automatically in my mind put him above everyone else mm-hmm. did was anyone else point per game last year batherson was close but i don't think he was i would I've, i would put Giroux second i kind yeah i think so too i just because Giroux. Like it also his analytics are like probably second best on the team. Him and Debrinket are by far the highest. There you go. The sense now. Um. So I I think. Okay. So let's settle the debate right now. Who who do you have higher, Norris or Stutzla? Stutzla. I agree. Yeah. So I honestly think Norris would be. Would would he be second last, or do we put? Matherson. Okay. Also, I would like to say I think. Shabbat should be behind Giroux for third. I agree. I, I totally agree. So is I would I think I would put um Batherson above Norris. Yeah, that's fair. So pretty much just Batherson against versus Stutzla. We prefer Stutzla. Stutzla. Yeah. Okay, okay so, so so we have go, our order. Go on. Yeah. So it's we think we have Debrinket, Giroux, Shabbat, Stutzla, Batherson, Norris, Kachuk. I think that's fair. That was with very little analysis and a lot of like, let's do this. But yeah, 
that that's the list i mean i i don't know i think it's good I don't, but but here's what's important they're all good they're yeah. all good they're all good and they're on the sense that's pretty cool they're on they're all good and they're on the sense and that's very exciting and that's the point that we're trying to drive home here we can have internal debates about team like goodness that's pretty fun i haven't had been able to do that in a while mm-hmm. um so the sense have these seven players and we've ranked them um and one of these players josh norris just signed a signed a, signed a contract uh it was an eight-year contract and the AAV, I believe, was seven point nine five million. Yes, seven point nine five. Basically, doing the good old GM mode trick, where you just put it just a little under, yeah. like the rounded <laughs> thing, to make yeah. you feel better about the contract. Yeah. yeah. Um, people have have been having thoughts on this contract. Uh, I've seen a very wide range of emotions. There's been people being like, "Wow, what a what a gross overpay by Ottawa," and I've seen people like, "Oh." unbelievable work by Pierre Dorian to get this guy locked up for eight years. I think if Josh Norris can score 35 goals every year, I don't care. That is a perfectly reasonable number. Do I know? Is he going to do that? Maybe. Hopefully. Um, It's a, it's a, it's a high number. There is no way around it. It's a high number. Um, I'm, I'm like, I don't think it's bad. I'm glad they got him for eight years. A bridge would have been interesting, but yeah, I don't know, Louis. What do you, what do you think? Because I'm a little, I'm, I'm willing to say I'm, I'm good with it. Yeah, like it depends the way you look at it. Because given the absolutely insane couple of weeks that Pierre's had, it, that can easily be chalked up as a win because it's another guy that you lock up. Which not too long ago we, we would have thought, oh my god, like are we even gonna be able to extend in? Because yeah. even though we signed Kachuk, that like took a decent amount of time the fact that it was this quick to get norris done was really nice um i do agree maybe a bridge could have been interesting just because again really high shooting percentage uh, his first really breakout season um but the thing is norris is a shooter right like he has yep. finishing skill you might not be able to hold the it was like over 20 percent. i think his shooting percentage was i don't think that'll be <laughs> sustainable but yeah. he's still going to be a high volume and high accuracy shooter right like he's I don't know if he will be their number one option on the power play anymore, but he definitely will be at least one of them. And so yeah. it might be a little, a little much, but that's the thing. As you said, he scored 35 goals in 66 games this year that if he can continue to get 40, cause he that's easily on pace for 40. If yeah. he can get 40 goals every year, that that's a win. Yeah. And the interesting thing about um, the bridge discussion is, is I believe Josh Norris said they would, they didn't even consider that. No. Right. Yeah. So what does that tell you about, you know, well, tell about Josh Norris tells you that he likes it here and he wants to be here, which is great. Which right? he's iterated so many times. Yeah. And I think that's yeah, very important. That's really good. Like that means what the Sens are doing is working. Like they're, they're, they're like making people want to stay and want to come here, which is fantastic for the brand. What does it say about the Sens side? Uh, I don't really know. I, I don't know if they're like scared to do a bridge because maybe they maybe he pops off and commands more and they just want to get him under it while he's only had one thirty-five goal season or they, they just like the idea of having everybody here for a long time like yeah know. that's the thing i'm the one thing that i'm maybe not scared of but that is slightly starting to worry me is just will they be able to fit a long-term stutzla extension in yeah and then there's also to brink it and 
like Zoo won't be nearly as much, but he still also needs to be extended. So that's yeah. three guys that you hope you can fit under the cap next year. Maybe also factor in for the top four D you might acquire, which we'll talk about soon. Like Tomorrow. Yeah, well, there you go. On his ELC <laughs> forever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. It's again, it's it, it's good though that we're having this actual debate now instead of can we just keep this guy, please? Now yeah, we're I keeping exactly. these guys for long term yeah. at higher prices and we're attracting free agents to like Giroud. So I mean, listen, this is we're just happy to even be in this situation in the first place after these last five years. I think the thing about all these extensions it's great and the, the the only problem is if they do end up locking all these guys up long term which i think they can do it will mm. most likely come at the expense of your third and fourth line right like you're probably gonna have to cut some ties there which if your top six is this good for like multiple years i think you have to do that you could kind of go like i know it's a stupid comparison because i haven't won around but you could go the leafs route and you you're signing these depth players for like one year, like league, like you try like the Andre Cashes and the Obey Kubels, like you just kind of sub it in every year and you just like fill it um, instead or of having. You, know, you go the route of Tampa, which they've been, they just re-signed three other big guys to super long extensions. Everyone they have has basically been put on an eight year deal. Like Vasilevsky when he signed, I think was eight. I don't remember exactly what Stamkos and Kucherov were. And obviously point didn't originally sign a, an eight-year deal, but they have all those guys locked up and they just keep, instead of signing guys for cheap, they basically, since they keep going so far every year, they just trade away like first every time and they end up being like 31st or 32nd overall for guys like Brandon Hagel, who they can have for like two, three years on a cheap contract or Barkley Goodrow, who they had for a while. Nick Paul was yeah. relatively cheap and helped them. So that's another just, that you can look at, which actually worked. It's true, 100%. You can't deny that it was very successful because they were made three friggin' finals in a row. Um, that's a you're that's a lot of first round picks that have gone out the door. And I know that they're really good right now, but in a couple of years, that situation like in maybe well, the thing is they're not that old though. Like, yeah, but it's they don't have a lot of guys coming up. Like they're like who's good? Like who's really, really good? Well the thing is that's the thing. You don't need those insane guys because your core players are locked up and they're not gonna go on a crazy regression anytime soon yeah i don't know you're i mean louis smarter than me he's probably right but i i don't know i i kind of like the i think it's, it's just like fun you know you get like these new depth guys every year and it's like oh wow these like new 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 people to get to know i don't know i mean they've also li listen they've also made like the absolute most they could out of like LTIR and stuff like with Brent Seabrook's contract like yeah, thanks to yeah. that they can go like seven million over the cap or whatever yeah um, that's true but yeah that's um, but the, anyway. you're right they don't have crazy I'm just looking at the prospect pool right now yeah they don't have anything crazy but they've been able to find the Braden points of the world and like the third round and stuff yep. right they've been able to make it work yep. So. yep and you know tying it back to the sentence they've drafted pretty decently in the last I mean say what you want about the high picks or whatever um, but in the last, you know, five or six years, they've had a lot of these guys come up through drafting somewhat developing and they're, they're still coming. They got guys in the pipe in which that's good. So we'll see what happens with the Sens. And one th other thing that happened with the Sens after Josh Norris, or was it before Josh Norris, after Josh Norris? Uh, I don't know anymore. We're, we're stupid. Connor Brown got traded. It's been so second. long ago. Yeah. Connor Brown got traded for a second. At first... 
I'm looking at that. I'm like, wow, I probably, I feel like I would have liked a little bit more. Um, but you know what, Pierre, take a day off, like whatever. He, he, there was no place for Connor Brown on the team. He said he wanted to test free agency. Um, get what you can. And, and that second is an asset that you can use for either your top 40 or your Zaitsev ousting. So, yep. you know what, I'm, I think it's, I think it's fine. I don't have any major issues after reflecting on it. I'm happy for Connor Brown. He gets to go play with Ovechkin. I don't think he'll play with Ovechkin, but he gets to go play on Ovechkin's team, which is cool. He gets to change the scenery. He'll probably play in the playoffs. Um, he was, and, and you know what? Like, before we keep going, the Sens have been very, I, I tweeted this, the Sens have been very unwatchable in years, like last four or five years. You have to appreciate Connor Brown for like, not only like he stuck around and he he played like he tried like I know it's stupid but it's like there was a lot of yeah. nights where you're looking at you're looking at some of these guys and it's like he doesn't care like he's just mailing it like he's making stupid plays Carter Brown just went like he was like on it like he was like tried like some of the goals he scored he got so fired up and he would like go so hard on the four check and I'm like this team sucks and he is so into it like it was cool I I like I will always be a Connor Brown fan. I hope that he does well. Um, yeah. So shout out Connor Brown. It was nice what to you, see him on the PK. Trade, it was nice yeah, to see him on nice. the PK for a while. You know, he he had that goal streak, right? He had the goal, Lo- goal streak, yep. 100%. Longest goal streak in sense history, even though, like, that was right after there was this whole thing about, is he even able to finish, which was hilarious because he was getting so many chances <laughs> yeah. and never able to score. But yeah, I, I mean, I agree. I, it's a second. It's not the end of the world, um, especially given the hot streak no. that Pierre's been on. I don't really have any gripes with it. We knew he, like he said, he was going to test the market the year after. So, I mean, I, there's not too much to say about this trade aside from, yeah, probably Arizona bait to take Zaitsev or, or something, which mm-hmm. I, I, sorry, I was just about thinking it. about this when you were talking about the possible Zaitsev dump and this Shane Pitts has played what 17 games. He still hasn't announced his number yet. Right. He's gone yeah. from 57 to 12 to now possibly 22. He's had to change his number twice. Going to have three numbers yeah. after having played only 17 games. That's yeah, a I just cool think that's trivia question, maybe. Right? Yeah. Someone should do some research on that. That's not me. But anyway. Um, yes, we will We will see what happens. As I said, shout out Connor Brown. Um, farewell, Chris Tierney. Have fun in Florida. That was Have fun with funny, all the other sends in Florida. Yeah, like, yeah honestly. Um Colin White, have fun in Florida. I hope Colin White does well. I, I, I hope he does well. I, I'm cheering for Colin White. Maybe um, Delphine really will find him a house big, there. Oh, he, he, Delhi deals. He, he sells. He's a real estate agent of the year um, down there in, in Miami. I do, I'm not cheering for Victor Mate because he signed with the Leafs. I'm not cheering for Adam. Also, how about Kyle? do this? <laughs> Make it That's any more true. obvious, why don't you? Holy crap. It's Godette. It's it's Mete. It's Logan. Logan Shaw got a three. He says captain. He says captain. Three year AHL deal or a two way deal. Like who does that? Who signs a three year two way deal? That's crazy. Um, Kyle Dubas does for former Sens. But, but it, Matt Murray trade for Matt Murray. He's built it like he loves it. He's like he's he's got Pierre on speed dial. He's like who you got for me today? Yeah. Godette, sure. Why not? It's really a miracle he didn't get Connor Brown back when you think I know. about it. I know. Oh, man. Hey, hey, you know who he could still get back? Oh, God. Zaitsev. Nikita. <laughs> yeah, he oh, wants no. him, man. 
We want some. Uh, we'll see what happens. That would that would be quite funny. But um, yes, the Sens are going to the Leafs and the and the, and the Panthers, and now the actual Sens are better. And one thing they do still need to do is find a defenseman. Uh, John Marino was linked. He recently went to the Devils for Ty Smith and a pick. Um, yeah. The ask on Jacob Chikrin seems very high. I don't. I would be quite surprised if they went there. Yeah, I'd be pretty uh, wary of even doing anything because that would yeah. be way too expensive. You have Mackenzie Weger. I don't know. I I feel like that would have happened by now, right? I don't know. The thing is, they're trying to get an extension down with him, right? Because he's a UFA next year. True. So I I don't know. I feel like it's a lot of Florida just wanting to either get him done or make sure they can't sign him because they need to get Huberto done on a contract next year too. Eh? I'm yeah. let me hold on. Let me check what their what their cap friendly page is like. But mm-hmm. I, and as for other <laughs> while you do that, as for other D options and free agency, it's pretty slim pickings. John Klingberg is still there, but that's I don't know if they'd go that route. PK Subban question mark is a defenseman that exists and he is a free agent they could have traded for brent burns didn't do it which i think everyone is okay with um what do you got there louis on on uh Uyghur? well the thing is i don't think they really need to trade him it's more like whether he'll want to sign because they have around 60 million after this season which presumably like 10 ish or so will go to huberto hornquist comes off the books they'll need <laughs> White's coming off and he'll be arbitration. <laughs> so will Balsers, but you know. Balsers, oh, yeah, everyone, everyone's going to Florida. Oh sure. man, I really wanted to come back to the sense as a bottom six guy, but oh well. Yeah, I yeah. honestly, I don't really get the need to trade him. But listen, there's rumors, and that's that's the guy that I want the most out of everyone. Even like counting if Marino is still there. Marino might have been cheaper, but Uyghur's mm-hmm. the guy that you offload picks and the prospects you've accumulated that you have an extra over the rebuild to trade for to get that top 4D. Well, he'd be a top parody, honestly. Yeah. And he's also a right shot. He's from Ottawa. He loves it here, apparently. So maybe getting him to a contract would not be crazy hard. I'm not saying hometown discount. I'm just saying it would facilitate the process, right? So yeah, who knows? That That's my ideal candidate, honestly. Yeah. And, and we'll see. At the end of the day, like, people, you know, when the, when the Sens have made all these moves in quick succession, People get greedy and they're like, where's my top 40? There is still a lot of off season left. I'm perfectly fine if they don't do anything for like another month. Honestly. Yeah, take your time. Like they, you know what? Like we slander Pierre. It's let's, let's be honest. What good, good on Pierre. You know, like he had a good month, week, whatever. Like he summer can, of he Dorian. Can, what summer, hot summer Dorian, whatever. He can take a couple weeks and relax, and then he can trade for heat. But he does need it. He does need to do that eventually. Yeah. Um. Yes, the Zens will probably get a D. Um. And before we go, rumor. Well, not even like like confirmed thing today. Yeah. Uh, big, big Matt Kachuk in Calgary is not a fan of Gaudreau leaving for Columbus, Ohio. So he is, he's going to get traded apparently. Just Eric Francis. Apparently within the week. Within the week, yeah, Eric Francis. What a, what a Francis bomb. Is that a thing? I don't know. I, I have no idea, he, but that's ridiculous. Oh, I, I feel, can imagine being a Flames fan right now. <laughs> that You just came off a very successful regular season. Probably more, more successful than you would have thought. You win a round against the greatest goaltending performance in the history of the friggin' playoffs at Ottinger. You get like, just an inch by, and you're like, okay, great. 
you lose to your hated division rivals in five games and then lose your best player and now your other one of your best players is like i want to leave and they lost eric and branson so i feel i don't know i feel like that kind of rings a bell you know you get like an insanely good season that you didn't think would be this great you go on a playoff run you somehow beat one of the best goalies in the world and Henrik Lundqvist, then you lose to a team that you hate. And then your best player leaves not too long after. And then Mark Stone, sorry, Matthew Kachuk, there's rumors that yeah. he might get traded. So I don't know. Yeah. I mean. What we're, what we're saying is Calgary, we know what's going on, man. It's it's going to suck for you. No, What we're no, saying is just yeah. give us Matthew Kachuk <laughs> yeah. and everything will be okay. Yeah. We need, we need our full circle moment. We need yeah. uh, we need to complete the gauntlet here of players that we're adding. But Matthew Kachuk, I'm I'm I wonder what he's gonna get. I wonder what the package. Uh, there was a rumor. I don't know if this is valid at all. I saw this on Instagram, so take it with a grain of salt. Apparently, St. Louis offered Jordan Cairo a first, and ooh, there was someone else, but I forget who it is. And the Flames said no. It was like another like player of significance. And the, and the flames said no. So assuming, I mean, I have no idea if that is the true rumor, but if it is, and you had to, you, if you had to assemble a package more valuable than that for Matthew Kachuk, would you make that trade? I don't know. Like what would that even, it was, oh, sorry. It was, it was Cairo, Tory Krug and a, and a first. Jeez. I haven't really kept up on Tory Krug much, but that's, that's a lot. <laughs> like, cause Kyrie's locked up for a decent bit, I think, still. And Kachuk would be an RF, ooh, RFA this year with a queue of 9 million and UFA next year. Yeah, I don't know, man. Because that's the thing is, as soon as, as soon as Kachuk didn't elect for player arbitration and then Calgary did, that's when we knew things were up. Because you never mm. see the club doing that because... Yeah, red flag. 100%. But yeah, I don't know. Like, what would that even look like in auto? Does that mean we'd like flip Dabrinkit? Like for <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can you imagine? Like, we just I'm, have I'm this whole introduction. Like, I don't know. I I would I would be okay. I mean, as, it would be really awesome to see a Kachuk Kachuk thing going on. Um, it's not in the cards, man. No. I don't think this. No, not at all. Yeah, but we'll see where he goes. I don't know. He he probably wants to play in the states. I'd imagine. So well, that's the thing is, you'd think he'd want to go back home to St. Louis. So yeah. We'll see. We'll see. I, I don't know. Anyway, Calgary, sorry, but you're, you're toast. It's going to suck. It's going to be bad. He's probably, when, when was the last time we had a player this good available for trade and that would apparently just happen this soon? Like, like, oh, like a spontaneous thing? Yeah. Cause I don't know. The thing is, Matthew Kachuk is like insanely good. Like, he's very good. Yeah. He's excellent. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know. Like, Duchesne doesn't count. He was. It was like no. years. Uh, Kachuk, uh, yeah, and, and Kachuk was is better than Matt, than Matthew Duchesne was. Yeah. Stone was a while. I love these yeah. all sense guys. Stone was a while. Yeah, Carlson you know, Stone, there. Carlson, Broussard. You know, same same. Guys. <laughs> okay, Broussard. <laughs> come on. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a good question. I'm not sure. Um, but the point is. He's available, and and mm-hmm. someone's gonna pay a lot for him. I bet. I I but he he's probably wanted by a lot of GMs. Um, I wouldn't yeah. be shocked if that offer, that presumable offer, is beat. So, um, anyway, on that note, um, like we're gonna call it an episode. 
thank you once again to Tomash Hamara for coming on and talking to us for a few minutes. Um, we had a really great interview with him. I uh, can't wait to see what he does in training camp and presumably with Kitchener. So keep an eye on that for sure. And uh, yeah, obviously, by the way, Josh isn't here. <laughs> Josh is, Josh is, Josh was in Quebec city and he's back. And when is he, know. did he, sorry, did he already go back to Punta Cana or is that later? No, I don't think that's even happening. Josh is what? all over the map, man. He sent me a picture last night. He was at like a, like a, like a, some concert in Montreal or Quebec cities. He's having a, he's having, there was like summer of, of, uh, there's summer of here and there's summer of Josh. Josh. So summer of Josh is, appears to be going well. He'll he'll be on next week, hopefully. Yeah, I mean, I'd I'd hope so. It's funny because right as we mention him, he he starts texting us I like at the exact well. same yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. So, like how'd the interview go? I'm like, well, but <laughs> <laughs> um, listen to the episode, man. Uh, but anyway, um, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed the interview and the rest of the episode. Um, and we will see you guys next week. Take care, everybody.